Doctor, doctor, I've had a burning in my sinkhole for 35 years. I'm Kevin Leeson. Great Blue Hole. I'm Joe Fulgham. Mole men. What do they want? I'm Torn Atkinson. Find out tonight on Caustic Soda. It's more of a crevice than a hole. (laughs) You're not looking deep enough. That's right, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not a doctor. You're not doing it right. (laughs) Let's talk about holes. Sinkholes, that is. Is that the hole in the sink where the water goes? No, but when I was looking for pinups, I found a few of those. (laughs) That would be hilarious. But what is our pinup? I believe our pinup is a hole that has occurred in the middle of a Guatemalan city. It's, not, Giant it's actually hole. not even in, in a Guatemala city, but in Guatemala City. Guatemala City, yes. Yeah. That's How big is this hole? Uh, 330 feet deep. That's a big hole. Uh, don't have a distance around, but boy, it looks like uh, Yeah, well, you can check out the pinup. Feet. Yeah. Check, check out the pinup on the website. It's, uh, it's impressive, to now, say the least. what exactly is a sinkhole? Well, I think it's a hole... Yeah, I'm with you so far. And I think things have sunk in it. It's where there's erosion underneath the surface. And then the surface collapses. But that could be like uh, just water eroding the limestone underneath. Whoa. Or it could be uh, like uh, some kind of shifting of the earth that uh, creates a, like a karst. Well, this is... Have you heard of a karst? I haven't heard, heard of a karst. Is? But this, uh, this water erosion one is exactly what happened in Guatemala City. Uh, a sewage main broke. And eroded the earth beneath this one little section of town. And three people died and several buildings fell into the hole. An impressive hole. Yeah. It looks like it's photoshopped. Like, that's that's how crazy out of place this hole in Guatemala City looks like. Like, it's just like, oh, here's a kind of run-down Guatemalan city. And then, bam. Yeah. Just it's a giant, r- yeah. perfectly round. Well, not perfectly round. It's but pretty round. It's pretty I mean, close. I mean, yeah. yeah, there's there's some flaws, but it's just this You wouldn't round calibrate hole. your instruments to that hole. No. Like, no. You, yeah, you would expect some kind of CGI monster to come crawling out of it. <laughs> that's, that's what it looks Possibly like. Possibly the uh, the space worm from Empire Strikes Back. I, al- <laughs> I almost halfway didn't believe that picture when I saw it. And then they get in tight for a bunch of close-ups and you realize mm-hmm. that uh, this would be a much more complicated hoax if this was all <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, residents of Guatemala City heard strange rumblings for weeks, but weren't sure what was happening beneath them. Then in late February 2007... Is that the sound? That's uh, probably a little more impressive than that. That would be kind of <laughs> anticlimactic. Uh, you guys hear something? Uh, near-perfect circle of Earth dropped from some 30 stories almost instantly. Yeah. 30 stories 30, down. 330 feet deep. Uh, credit where credit is due. I'm going to uh, throw the shout-out uh, to, again, my brother Mike who actually posited this as an episode idea. And once looking into it, I became so fascinated that I thought it was a great idea. Yeah. Luckily, you didn't have trypophobia. Uh, what is trypophobia? Trypophobia is the fear of holes, sir. I believe Joe pointed out just a short while ago that it's the fear of naturally occurring holes. Yeah. <laughs> but there are some unnaturally occurring sinkholes. Can we agree to that? Man-made, if you yeah. will. Well, yeah, you could yeah. argue the Guatemala City was kind of unnatural because it was... Oh, sewage-induced. Sewage. sewage-induced, yeah. yeah. As well, uh, I mean, you've got oil companies who are pulling oil out of the soil and leaving a giant uh, hole where this hydro action would have been taking place and replacing it with water in many occasions, which doesn't have kind of the viscous quality of the oil that was removed as a result. Right. Is there a specific example of that we want to talk about? How about the Lake Pagnure disaster? Probably Pagnure. I think it's Pagnure. I'm not French. Yeah. This was in 1980. November. 
In France or in Quebec? Jefferson Island Salt Mine. Hmm, that doesn't sound French at all. No. Probably in the southern states because the French Louisiana was a French colony. Lots of French names down there. And that's where it is, Louisiana, yeah. Oh. Perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, the Diamond Crystal Salt Company operated the Jefferson Island Salt Mine under the lake, Lake Penure, searching for petroleum, <laughs> or petroleum, <laughs> as the French say. <laughs> Due to a miscalculation, the 14-inch, that's 36 centimeters for the French, Drill bit entered the mine, starting a remarkable chain of events, which at the time turned an almost 10-foot—that's three meters—deep freshwater lake into a saltwater lake with a deep hole. I'm sure anybody who was working in the salt mine at the time probably wouldn't have used the term "remarkable chain of events." <laughs> probably would have come up with something a little more descriptive, like "holy crap chain of events" or. Or, or mon dieu, so, mon dieu. So what we had there was what we <laughs> yeah. had there was a salt mine underneath this uh, three meter deep right. freshwater lake. lake. So they're emptying out this mine, which is not a problem. Apparently, the you know their engineers probably said, okay, as long can, as we put up these supports and everything, everything will be as fine. As long as we don't drill in this one spot, <laughs> yeah, you and can then, tunnel under but this then lake from safely. The top, yeah, then from the top, a different company looking for oil drilled a hole through the lake. <laughs> And basically, it's like oh, having oh. a bathtub with a big yeah. thing uh, and a big empty space underneath it. Yeah. And, and instead of drilling the hole, you're pulling the, the plug out of the bathtub. Yeah. It, and the water in the lake just went down into the salt mine and became a, a salt water lake. Turning the lake instantaneously salty. The, uh, there were no injuries and no human lives lost in this dramatic event. All 55 employees in the mine at the time of the accident were able to escape thanks to well-planned and rehearsed evacuation drills. Oh, good. I guess they saw this as a possible eventuality. Three really? dogs were reported killed, however. Ooh. Dog lovers, I'm sorry. But uh, now that it's a saltwater lake, probably particularly well-preserved. <laughs> Days after the disaster, once the water pressure equalized, nine of the 11 sunken barges popped out of the whirlpool and refloated on the lake surface. Oh, snap. There was a nine-day whirlpool? That is outstanding. <laughs> pretty awesome. That's right. pretty caustic soda. We might have to right come there. back to that in our Whirlpool episode. Ooh. Oh, now when did this? Oh, 1980. So there wasn't a whole bunch of people who had like cameras yeah, in the, their uh, phones gonna, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, Damn it! Find this on YouTube. Although nine days, I wonder if there's some kind of uh, news footage. Yeah, you know, it could be a helicopter going out. over top. Oh, if we find that, we're going to post it. But okay. you know, not all whirlpools are necessarily that dramatic. Except for the fact that seven barges were <laughs> held <laughs> underwater <laughs> for one, two, three. There's another one. It's CEO eight. of the company's out, outside uh, standing on the shore of this new saltwater lake. God damn it, those barges were worth a lot of money each. Boop. <laughs> what the? Boop. I'll Yay! be praised. <laughs> Return of the barge. Do you think 80s uh, rock icon DeBarge had anything to do <laughs> with that event? He was, the, he was the ninth one that came is he, popping is he, the is he the In the heat of the rhythm of the night. Is that DeBarge? Is that Miami Sound Machine? That's Miami oh, Sound okay, Machine. Whatever, That's uh, Gloria Estefan, isn't it? A sinkhole in their own way. <laughs> A sinkhole of talent. What about the Katara Depression? Oh, God. That's the sound of the Katara Depression, by the way. Oh, actually, Torn's right. Rhythm of the Night. Rhythm of the Night was the barge? Rhythm of the Night. Which was the Miami Sound Machine? Uh, Conga. Come on, baby. Do that Conga. That's right. The vast Katara west of Cairo, Egypt, is the largest natural sinkhole in the world. It's also the most boring looking. Yeah, we looked this up, <laughs> going, the largest sinkhole in the world? This must be our oh, pinup. we got to look at this. Yeah, no, it, it's sludge-filled. And covered and in sand. Covered in sand, so you can't actually... It's like a quicksand pit, though. It's a, it? Right. As, we'll come back to that on a quicksand episode. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that it's not impressive, but it's quicksand caused by a sinkhole, right? But, right. And, it, and it's very impressive that it's massive. Like, it covers 19,500 square kilometers. 
80 kilometers long by 120 kilometers wide. Right. Yeah. Outstanding. That was definitely probably caused by um, a shift in, in tectonic plates. But when you look at it, it just looks like big empty desert. It's pretty boring to look at. Here's something interesting. It has been used in battle. I'm not sure how. A sinkhole has been used in battle? This, the Qatar the one. Depression. Oh, the you know. Qatar depression. You know why? Because yeah. somebody. Because you can't go through it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to posit my theory here. Local Egyptian pharaoh or whatnot. In, a, in the middle of a battle. Has this been around for that long, though? Maybe not. But I'm going to go... Continue with your... I'm going to go with I want to hear the right? end of this... Uh... <laughs> and they, they, of course, know the environment where they can and cannot enter, and then they, you know, circumvent it, but force the enemy to try and take a shorter route in pursuing them and end up in quicksand sinkhole. In the sinkhole. Because this was... Uh, it was considered uh, impassable by tanks and other military vehicles, uh, apparently some infantry could operate in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, what it meant was you had an area that you knew that the enemy could not go. So it was, it was effectively like having a big wall to one side of you. So yeah. you could use it as a safe edge when planning your attacks. You right? couldn't you, get flanked you from that side. You knew they were not going to flank you from that side, so you would keep one side of your, of your army against that and then sweep around to them. So. I really prefer, though, the image of uh, somebody in a chariot back in ancient Egypt being chased by an entire army. And sinking into the hole. And then the army sinking into the hole, I think that. But so the, the chariot, chariot would be magic. So with the chariot, it would have pontoons. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the horses pulling it would have big, huge, inflatable shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, That's they, a whole different blacksmithy <laughs> process. Sinkhole shoes they, for horses. They laughed at me when I put these snowshoes on this horse in the desert. They laughed. <laughs> Who's, Who's laughing, laughing now? now? The Qatar Depression is 100% natural, the product of fierce winds tearing into the slimy salt beds right down to the water table. Slimy salt beds. Slimy salt beds, my friend. Blue holes. Oh, I love blue holes. Let's, well, tell me about the blue holes. Well, I saw what I suspected would be would be blue holes in Avatar, and they were pretty hot. I, there are a lot of <laughs> hole, possible hole jokes throughout this. Well, I know about we the, did all these jokes during the black holes episode <laughs> of Caustic Soda, which you can download from causticsodapodcast.com or on iTunes. All right. So the the great blue hole, uh, probably the most famous of, of great of blue, of holes. blue holes, isn't that what uh, the captain said all the time in uh, Tintin? Was it <laughs> great blue holes? No, he said blistering barnacles. <laughs> blistering barnacles. Uh, the Great Blue Hole is a uh, it's a very famous sinkhole because of Jacques Cousteau. He went there uh, for his uh, TV show. Yeah, he said it was one of the top ten scuba diving sites in the world. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a large underwater sinkhole off the coast of Belize, uh, and it's in the middle of Lighthouse Reef, uh, which is a small atoll uh, 100 kilometers from the mainland in Belize City. Like a lot of these sinkholes, it's, it's circular, about 300 meters across. Uh, and it was formed as a limestone cave system during the last glacial period when sea levels were much lower. Does anybody have an idea why all these sinkholes seem to be almost entirely circular in nature? Like, how come a sinkhole doesn't occur that's a square? It's fractals, man. It's fractals. It's all fractals. <laughs> I don't know what that Well, that, I think I, you're, that's, that's like asking, like, uh, like, why does the water going down uh, a, ho- a hole in, a, in your tub make a circular whirlpool? Right, rather than a square one. Even if you had a square hole, it would still be circular. No, because if so you got the a, same deal. Well, except for the fact that if a sinkhole is caused by, I mean, I, I, water intrusion, I get. But if it's ship, it's a shift in surface plates or whatever causes the sinkhole. Yeah, you know, it could be any shape, right? It could be jagged or right. you know, square or triangular or whatever. But all the images that I seem to find all seem circular in nature. I we think if you get if you get multiple collapses that create them, uh, from what I've seen, you actually end up getting multiple circular or mostly circular sinkholes, and they don't end up connecting together all that much. We should have a There's some science in there. Yeah. Or a geologist, actually, yeah. This is, 
This is the point where this we is. We should a, make a rhombus shaped sinkhole. Our, our catchphrase, <laughs> yeah, our art hopes. science for soft people, comes into play right here. That's right. We don't know. Somebody should write in and tell us why are sinkholes round? That, I'm throwing it out there to the podcast verse. Email us at info at causticsodapodcast.com. Why are black holes round? Maybe they're not. They're yeah. mostly round. We don't know that. Nobody's ever seen one. Good point. Why is your head round? <laughs> uh, the deepest blue hole in the world. Dean's Blue Hole in Long Island, who, who? Bahamas. Oh, Long Island. <laughs> Long Island, Bahamas. Yeah, we're going to go check out that blue hole. 663 feet. That's 202 meters. For the French. Uh, the next deepest holes are about half that deep, so double again. How did Dean get his name on it? I mean, And, and is his first not, name no, or no, last no, name? No, he was the Dean <laughs> at Clarence Town <laughs> University in Long Island, Bahamas. No, I made that up. Maybe it was uh, James Dean, and they, somebody was a big yeah, fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody was a big fan there. That's right. They throw their, like... Yeah, because his name was Slurdy Bartfast. <laughs> uh, I just named it after Dean. No, no, see, he was so deep, man. So deep. <laughs> His performances, set levels. <laughs> I felt like looking into it when I looked into his blue eyes, like I was looking into a blue hole. Yeah, Dean's hole is what caused his car crash that killed him. <laughs> James Dean's actual hole is the pothole that That's caused right. him it to was, like careen off. It, well, it off started off small. It was started off as Dean's pothole. How about uh, I read one, uh, one article about a series of sinkholes that uh, led to the uh, draining of a 205-acre lake in Central Florida. There was a lake, 285 acres in size. Yeah. As previously uh, stated. And four simultaneous sinkholes opened up uh, along the bottom of the lake. Whoa. And the lake drained in its entirety. Uh, it was now just an empty cavity in the middle of Florida. More of a valley than a lake. And there's a, they've, uh, the local municipality has brought on an engineering firm to uh, repair the damage and figure out how to install a permanent plug. <laughs> That'd be quite a feat. <laughs> and then you got to fill the water, fill the... Fill it back up. Fill yeah. the valley well, back up with you know, water. I mean, maybe once you, once you back figure out... those days of yore when they had a lake. <laughs> I, I, we I, want our lake back. <laughs> I think once you plug the sinkholes, maybe just, you know, rainfall and yeah, whatnot. Sure. You know, I mean, it'll take a while, though. Yeah, absolutely. Fill or, up a lake. Maybe they'll take a pump and they'll pump it out of the swamp where that, all that water ended up. Or yeah, whatever. where did that water go? Th- that I couldn't find. I submit it went deep, deep down into the yeah, earth. Yeah, yeah, water to table. the very bowels of the earth. <laughs> Mole man needs water. That's right. Maybe it was a conspiracy, a mole man conspiracy. Perhaps all sinkholes are mole man conspiracies. In fact, that reminds me of that <laughs> Spider-Man episode where the mole man basically brought the entire chunk of town down. Oh, the, the could, old Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, 1969 Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. So he could and then the, tool, the mole man from the left would run towards Spider-Man and the mole man from the right would run towards Spider-Man and then Spider-Man would tweet and pull himself up and boom! <laughs> Those mole men would hate each other. They're mole men. They're dumb. Uh, <laughs> but masterminds of the sinkhole. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I guess we can uh, talk more about that in the pop culture section. I think we're done with that. <laughs> There's nothing more to say about mole men. That's about it. <laughs> There's also a sinkholes caused by man-made structures. Such as, for example? There was a, uh, I read an article. It was some woman, her backyard collapsed in Baltimore. Oh, yeah, Baltimore. yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, saw, I saw news articles on the YouTube. Yeah, though there was a, there was an actual, they sent a team out there, a crack team of ENG specialists. Crack team or a whole team? <laughs> More like a crevice team, I think. Yeah, this woman, her, her backyard basically half disappeared, and it revealed a structure with, a, you know, large 12-inch in diameter pipes, like sewage-style pipes with ladders leading in and out. And Oh, is this uh, in uh, Austin, New York? No, no, this is in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh. Obviously a man-made structure, but 
nobody at the city knows exactly what it was oh, there. Oh, that's right. And there was like a ladder and some other things there. And, and they're like, things. oh. And they did a little investigation. Ancient aliens who build the pyramids were down here. Perhaps. But <laughs> they, they did a little investigation. And the, uh, the structure actually runs underneath the entire block. So everybody on the entire block is built on top of this brick and concrete structure. So, and they still to the, do not know what it was about. Well, that reminds me of... As reported in July 14th, 2007, sinkhole leads to underground complex. I heard about this one as well. Mm. Like uh, They didn't have video of it. Ever-expanding sinkhole, the entrance of the Mystic Point. I like how it's called Mystic Point condominiums. With an E on the end of point. Yeah, pointy. So, you know, all the members of the condo are like, well, we got to fix our sinkhole. But, all the, you know, the uh, the residents, uh, local historians, archaeologists are all in, in this uh, Westchester County suburb. Are all like, wait, wait, we've got to find out what this, you know, this, uh, this weird historic complex down underneath this area. Yeah, and uh, the developer of the condo complex is, just wants to rip it out, increase the structural integrity of his condo development. Yeah, a network mm. of about 12 rooms. Ceilings estimated to be as high as 15 feet, uh, which are larger and higher than would be common for, like, a root cellar or whatever. So, but, And they seem to know that it looks like it was constructed in the 19th century sometime. So, very old. Experts have ruled out that the hidden rooms were built as part of the Underground Railroad, but there is much speculation that escaped slaves might have stopped there. Mm. Yeah. Adding to the intrigue reports that there are other brick archways in parts of the overgrown woods near the structure. It's all very Lovecraftian. I love it. Just yeah. off Route 9. As oh. well as reports of a similar archway a quarter mile to the west near the Hudson River. Who? So, Ghoul Town? I submit to you, yes. Oh, follow three. Yeah, that's where the ghouls live. I was thinking more um, hmm. the... Oh, what's, the, what's that Lovecraft story? It is... You're looking at me like I know more than you <laughs> about Lovecraft? Yeah. Come it's, on. Um, Torn has stumped himself in this. Yeah, this is the let's stump Torn moment, and he did it to himself. I think it's the lurker at the threshold, maybe? No, that can't be right. Anyway, it's a story about there's this uh, series of tunnels underneath uh, this estate where the ghouls live. And, uh, oh, okay. And there's this huge storm, and, and it sinks in, wow. exposing all the ghouls all come. Uh, Sounds exactly like this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Lovecraft called it. Was it Pickman's can- model? No. Uh, you could totally make a Call of Cthulhu adventure out of that. Uh, just historically in uh, Austin, New York. Ripped from the pages of current events. We haven't yet talked about excessive oil extraction. Haven't we? Well, I guess we mentioned it. We breezed across it. But the specific <coughs> example that I'm thinking of is outside of Carlsbad, New Mexico. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, near the Carlsbad Caverns National Park. Yeah, you know, maybe they're, uh, the oil company was trying to increase their tourist dollar. Help them out make more caverns. Because they were pulling <laughs> oil out and pumping water back in. Can't they ever be satisfied with the caverns they have? <laughs> you can never have too many caverns. Those ones aren't full of juicy, juicy oil. That's right. <laughs> uh, were at one the, point the oil is always blacker in the other cavern. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Irresponsible extraction practices by the oil industry, Kevin? That, that's what I'm suggesting. Formed over three decades as Shock. oil field service companies pumped fresh water into a salt layer more than 400 feet below the surface and extracted several million barrels of brine to help with the drilling. And imagine that that might have undermined the structural integrity of the ground. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that an oil company would not do all it can to be environmentally conscious. They could have used a civil engineer or something. Surely the market will correct itself. <laughs> The invisible hand of sinkholes. So massive fissures are currently cleaving through town. Now, this is from uh, 2009, though. Massive fissures are this, currently the, cleaving the information I through have. town. Yeah. So I if it collapses, that. if it collapses, 
the unnatural cavern is likely to take with it a church, a highway, several businesses, and a trailer park. So, so it's win-win. <laughs> a trailer park in the middle of a natural disaster. Now, several businesses, church, you know. And a trailer there, park. There could be a gaming store among those businesses oh, okay. or so, a comic shop. So it's win-win, possible lose. Yeah. It's worth it. I'll sacrifice a gaming store <laughs> to, to get, get rid of a, of a church, church and, and a trailer, trailer park. park. You're so cruel. I apologize to any listeners in a trailer park, but not those of you in a church. That's where I usually go to listen to my podcasts. <laughs> In the middle of a sermon. For obvious reasons. some follow-ups yeah is that you thinking what i'm thinking I, Joe? I do we've got quite a few i know I we've know. got one that kind of ties in building up okay. i just want to mention rebecca listens to our podcast mm-hmm. and she says what she likes about our podcast is we don't screw around with a bunch of bullshit at the beginning i agree with we her. get right into the topic right okay except for when we do follow-ups <laughs> which <laughs> we're going to do now she doesn't so, like follow-ups no she didn't say that oh, oh okay. <laughs> but sometimes we do follow-ups Right before we get into the meat, but we get right. But into not the for follow-ups. this one. Yeah, we don't tell. We don't talk about what our day was like. Yeah, absolutely. Like so many other podcasts do, because we know you're we're, you're here for the gruesome and the gross and the morbid. And so let's talk about the inhumanoids. Maybe what if our day was gruesome and gross and morbid? Then we would, then talk, we would talk about, about that. Okay. Yeah. But uh, John Stone, after listening to our volcano episode, we had been uh, pining that there weren't very many uh, molten creatures. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Johnstone wanted to point out the Inhumanoids. Do you remember the Inhumanoids Which, cartoon? Again, I can't believe we left that one on the table. I, I can't yeah, believe Torrin didn't think of it. They had uh, they had like uh, some molten creatures, and they had the rock rhinoceros that shot molten things. That's out the of Inhumanoids, own. not that's the Herculoids, not the Inhumanoids. Oh, I'm trying to think. Maybe I, maybe I'm thinking. Maybe you don't know what the maybe Inhumanoids I don't know are. what the Inhumanoids are. Maybe I only know the Herculoids. But uh, one of the creatures who lived underground uh, was Metlar. Metlar? I didn't. He was watch like Met, he was like super magnetic. He was like two guys that became one, and they were. It was all very exciting. Oh, I do not know this show. I don't know the Inhumanoids. Inhumanoids. No, I don't know the evil show. that lies within. Along the same lines, what might be this rock rhinoceros that shoots molten lava? You're out thinking of, his of horn. tundra. Yeah, and they the weren't uh, molten lava. It was just uh, energy rocks. Oh, it looked molten. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I was being everything looks molten when you're seven. <laughs> <laughs> I have an update for our, our cannibalism episode. I've gotten responses to that episode. That is by far our most upsetting episodes. My uh, my mom has admitted that she has listened to every single one of our episodes except cannibalism. She hasn't been able to bring herself. So if you have a weak stomach but you like what we're doing, you probably pass on that one. Yeah, my my mom hasn't been able to bring herself to listen to it yet. Listen to all the other ones. They're all fine. Yeah. Dying from poison and... Absolutely. And, anyway, and what do you got on cannibalism? And uh, cannibalism, uh, somebody sent us a link to an article about an Australian woman who stabbed her husband 44 times, ceasing Because 43 life. just wasn't enough. <laughs> Four, you, you, she liked the uh, palindromes. Sure. Stabbed him 44 <laughs> times, 
beheaded him, put his head in a pot on the stovetop, flayed his skin, and hung his hide out to dry. Those are the exact words of the article. Hung his hide out to dry. And proceeded to cook his buttocks at like a roast. Rump roast. (laughs) Yeah, vegetables and gravy, too. Vegetables and gravy. I wonder which ones she used. With the intention. uh, I'm going with carrots and onions. (laughs) Going with carrots and onions. That's what you'd use. With the intention of serving the meal to his adult children, although she was caught before she had a chance to do so. Wow. So uh, I believe she got life in prison. I think that's what the article came to. Yeah, uh, she's the first woman in Australia's history to, to be sentenced to life in prison. Uh, Co-ladies. <laughs> it's about time yeah. we had some equality in this world. <laughs> Especially in Australia. I mean, they only got the vote like six months ago, right? <laughs> that was uncalled for. <laughs> it's not like a Sheila knows what's going on in politics. Uh, Joe, do you have an update? I do. I have a couple, actually. I've got one from Lars. Uh, Lars Martin, who's a Martin. Vancouver skeptic, a friend of ours, or a friend of mine. Uh, but he posted on our website about Cherenkov radiation, saying that it's correct that it gets produced by the particle moving faster than the speed of light in a medium. That is, however, not due to the particle being accelerated, but due to the speed of the light being reduced in a medium. Uh, the speed of light in a medium is the vacuum speed of light divided by the refractive index of the medium. So it's not. It's almost more true to say that all the light but the blue is slowed down because it bounces around through that medium and the blue doesn't, which is why you get that blue light. That was a little more physics than I anticipated. (laughs) And also during our poison episode, uh, when I was talking about uh, cyanide and uh, saying it's an ion and that's why it's bad for the body, uh, my wife actually came home the day that got posted and saying, oh, I was listening to the episode and you were talking about the cyanide and why it was bad and the ions. And I kept shouting at the podcast, it's because it's a triple bond. And then I... In the podcast, say, oh, I wish my wife was here, because she would actually know the correct answer. Your wife is always shouting at podcasts. She's Well, she's always shouting at me. and uh, <laughs> Whether or not you're there. That's right. And the podcast just gives her Damn a proxy. Damn you, Joe! Yeah. <laughs> she may be heard to say. <laughs> so many times. She's probably saying it right now, because you probably just screwed it up again. So it's because the, the, the carbon and the nitrogen have a triple bond, and triple bonds are, well, the only detail she went into is very bad for you. Fair enough. I'm going right. to stay away from triple bonds. Yeah. Excellent. I, there's an update for Pirates. Do tell. Spike TV has commissioned a show called Pirate Hunters, colon, USN, standing for U.S. Navy. Oh. There's a uh, division of the U.S. Navy now that patrols the Somali coast looking for pirates. And we're doing sort of an embedded journalism. Well, maybe not journalism. That mm. might be a little bit generous term for I- what they're doing. Uh, embedded cameras, just following them on their adventures. I don't know how good I feel about a reality TV show where an episode might feature three simultaneous headshot kills. This is actually maybe going to be the first pirate show on television or in film and television history that isn't upbeat and comedic. Yeah. So maybe they'll be bringing a little a cinema verite to the pirate issue. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. You know, that actually reminds me that we didn't talk about um, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Because there were pirates in that movie, mm-hmm. and there's an ex- and one of the excellent songs in the tra- soundtrack is called "We Call Them Pirates Out Here" so by Mark Mothersbaugh. I guess that was the pirates update right there, in and of itself. Poison episode. The well, I had mentioned that in Dungeons and Dragons, there is the Addercop, the Addercap, sorry, and that Addercop was the old English for um, spider, spider head, in fact. And I attribute it to Gygax, but of course, as we all know. Gygax had basically ripped off Tolkien for most of Dungeons and Dragons. Kind of, yeah, right. cribbed Tolkien pretty yeah. much. From so, beginning so Addercop actually comes from Tolkien. So props, props, props to Mr. Tolkien. Props to the JRR, and also Shelob is apparently 
means woman spider. Yeah, lob is uh, an old English word for spider. So there's a there's a quote in a letter from uh, Tolkien to Christopher. He said, "Do you think she lob is a good name for a monstrous spider creature? It is, of course, only she plus lob." He I wouldn't have laid known. it out like that. I wouldn't have either. No, I wouldn't have said what well, I was mean. <laughs> That's just lady spider. <laughs> That's stupid. Well, Tolkien a was cheater. such a he was he was so into languages. He was a cunning linguist. That's right, cunning linguist. Uh, another thing that John Stone had mentioned uh, after listening to Volcano was the Dar, was Darvaza, also known as the Burning Gates. This is in uh, Turkmenistan. Uh, in 1971, a geologist had discovered a huge underground deposit of natural gas on the site. And while excavating, a whole drilling rig fell into an underground cavern. Again, another man-made sinkhole. Yeah, natural gas started coming up from the hole. And they thought to themselves, oh, there's, there's this gas coming up. It's going to poison us. Let's burn it. Yeah. <laughs> Throw a torch in there. That, they tried to do that with that oil spill in the uh, that BP oil spill that's still going on right now. Yeah. So, so they did that. Uh, <laughs> still burning. 35 years later. 35 years, years later. It, I mean, we definitely have to put a picture of this on the website because it yeah. is awesome. It's Yeah, it's known as the, the gate to hell, basically. Yeah, because it's a giant hole in the ground with fire, with fire licking up from the corners of it. For 35 years. <laughs> 60 meters in diameter, 20 meters deep. Hot like, stuff. The perfect lead-in back to sinkholes. Back into the sinkhole, the world, the wonderful world of sinkholes. <laughs> Anything that's named the, nicknamed the gates of hell... I mean, you can't really go wrong with that. I mean, there's Hell's Gate here in British Columbia, the uh, whitewater rafting extravaganza. And, and the tram ride. Yeah. That's, that's a sinkhole? No, no, no. but it's, it's Hell's Gate. Oh. He's talking about the name Hell's okay. Gate. And, and it, doesn't, hell and door to hell. it doesn't have a burning hole in the ground, so it's not nearly as cool. Yeah, I find hell, hell. I don't, I don't want to, like, diss BC tourism, but Hell's Gate's <laughs> a bit of, quite a bit of a letdown. <laughs> but you could have a Call of Cthulhu adventure there if you want. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be awesome. At, the Gates of Hell or at Hell's Gate? Hell's Gate. Both. Both, yeah. Uh, <laughs> linking one to the other. You can linking make, the two together. You can make it a LARP and bring your paint guns. And well, <laughs> it, Very dangerous. Sinkholes. In the news. <laughs> I love the teletype. By the way. Wouldn't a teletype be more like a... Okay, well, what, what are... What, what's the BB, BB... What is that? Morse code. Because we're sending it out. That's right. Sending it to the four corners in Morse code. <laughs> yeah. It's just a really slowed down digital broadcast. So there's a story I heard about a human tragedy in Quebec. Is this what inspired the episode? Are we are we inspired by I think, recent news event tragedies now? I think uh, this we is are exactly some sick bastards. This is exactly what has happened. Is we heard about this and started to delve into it and came up with the wonderful world of sinkholes, the world beneath our world, where mole men prey upon the weak and the rich. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Foolish earthers. They call them surfacers. Oh, surfacers. <laughs> Foolish surface dweller. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, gosh, we should talk about what's happening in Quebec then, shouldn't we? Yeah, it was uh, where St. Hyacinth, Quebec, I believe. St. Jude. You don't, have this, you don't Jude. have this memorized? I got it. That's not memorized. <laughs> uh, all four members of a family missing in a farmhouse swallowed up by a landslide northeast of Montreal were found dead, CBC reported Tuesday, May 11th, 2010. The Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, for any of those listeners of ours outside of the borders of the Canada. The St. Jude home was swept away after the land beneath their home gave way on Monday night. It's a pretty gigantic crater, said Francois Grégoire. Say it in a French accent. It's a pretty giant, gigantic crater. Gigantique. Gigantique. Le critère gigantique. Said François Grégoire, a Quebec Fire Department spokesman. It's hard imagining something like this. 
it's pretty impressive. Impressive. Uh, impressive would be uh, Parisian French, but our <laughs> Quebecois, it's pretty impressive. Ah, wait. Uh, Gregoire said the house was quite far from the river before the land gave way, uh, but that part of it ended up in the water. Three cars in front of the house were swept away, as was part of a nearby road. And all four residents perished. They perished. They were found uh, close together on the couch. And there's the human tragedy part of it all. Yeah. And they couldn't. And they were sending sending rescuers in, but they had to come out all the time because they could feel the house moving again when they were going in. About to sink a second like, time. This happened a couple times. Yeah. So they had to send in some sort of a geologist some or something kind like of that. S- scientician. Geo seismologist. Soil scientist, actually. Soil scientist. Named Pete Moss. Dr. Pete Moss. <laughs> if only no. that were true. <laughs> no, it's if not only true. that were true. If I were to create a title for myself, it certainly wouldn't be soil scientist. That's such a negative connotation. Soil scientist later you, arrived on the scene. What That's, what did you do at work today? Oh I soiled myself. <laughs> Scientifically. <laughs> Scientifically. <laughs> I measured it. Oh, there was a double blind trial. People soiling things. <laughs> uh pop culture. I would like to talk about holes. It's all in the title. Holes the movie? Holes the movie based on the books. Didn't read the book? Didn't see the movie. Yeah, neither did I. All I've heard is that it was good. Yeah, I heard it was good too. How can you... When did this come out? This came out a couple years years ago? ago? Yeah, three, four years ago. Yeah, I think I remember hearing about this or seeing an ad or something like that. Yeah, and I think it was one of those those movie titles where it was like, Holes, based on the book by blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And you sit there and go, couldn't you just call it Holes? Wouldn't it people know? Sounds like a musical. Uh, One of the stars of the show was Shia LaBeouf, and I despise Shia LaBeouf. As you should. As an on-screen performer, and as a result, I shied away from it. (laughs) Did you give it a bit of the old LaBeouf? (laughs) I didn't give it a LaBeouf of a chance. But So none of us has seen it, and we should move on. (laughs) Yeah, but I believe it's about sinkholes. I believe Uh, you're wrong. What? Never wrong. Aren't they digging holes? Yeah, Yeah, they're they're digging holes trying to find buried treasure. Oh. Simpsons movie. Do you remember the sinkhole in the Simpsons movie? I don't. And I really did love that movie. Okay, so one of, Homer had some chores to do that Marge mm-hmm. had tasked him with. One of them was fix the sinkhole in the backyard. <laughs> uh, all he does is take uh, Maggie's sandbox and put it over top. Yeah, right. In typical Homer-esque oh, yeah. fashion. Mm-hmm. And then later on, when they got the dome over the town, that's how they get out of the dome. Uh, yes, absolutely. Going through the sinkhole. There was that whole scene where Maggie would be yeah. sitting mm-hmm. in her sandbox and, and she would up pop up on the other side of the dome. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, I got to watch that movie again because I remember coming out of it going, "Wow, I really like that," but I can barely remember any details except for Bart's penis. Oh, and uh, don't forget, pig. don't forget Spider Pig. On oh, Spider Pig, yeah, yeah. I saw that movie on television. I'm not even joking. Less than a week ago, and I didn't remember the sinkhole. So. Yeah. Obviously, played a didn't remember the list. Too much weed. Didn't <laughs> saying fix a sinkhole in the backyard. I was just waiting in breathless anticipation of Spider Pig. Did you guys see the Chronicles of Narnia two? I think no. it is the Prince Caspian. No, because I that did so poorly at the box office that they're not completing the trilogy. Yeah, good. Not good. making the third one. Fair enough. That's movie that that's money they can use towards something better. I have fond memories of the old animated uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe from back in the early '80s that was on TV. But uh, yeah, those those movies were not good. Anyway, so there was a sinkhole in it. The soldiers. Uh, these are the Telmarines. Okay, Telmarines are the bad guys in this movie. Mm. I haven't seen it either. So they're attacking the Narnians. The Narnians have a plan: knock down all the walls in their underground chamber to make a giant sinkhole between them and the enemy. Did the enemy fall in? You don't know. I believe... It, yeah, it worked. Oh, worked to a battle. Point. To a point, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, actually, I have one. I just uh, watched the very uh, latest Doctor Who for uh, as of this recording, uh, which features the Silurian Sea Devils, who are in this episode. It's a different version of them, and they different are different version from what? From the original Silurian Sea Devils, they're they're which, kind of a different breed. Like they're slightly different. Where would we have seen the original Silurian? In Sea older Doctor Who episodes. Was that a Tom Baker? In I think they might have actually been in the very first Doctor, uh, but they've they've reoccurred. William Hartnell. Uh, no, no, no. Um, um, oh, you're gonna make me. Yeah, watch. William Hartnell. I am completely no. the old guy. Yes. Okay. Yes. I was getting confused with um, the Percy third Pepperpot. Yeah, the third Slynaptastic. Wow. I mean, but I'm anyway, in the very latest episode, uh, the Silurian uh, the Silurians come up from the ground and create these sinkholes to mm. suck people down to take hostages. Much like the Mole Man in the Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There you go. Full That's circle. Right. Mole Man from the uh, old Spider-Man, as, as well as uh, in The Incredibles. The Incredibles, where uh, the entire thing ends with a giant mole machine right. coming out from underground. And that makes me think that in The Incredibles 2, which I think is being released next year... For reals? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. No, they've been working on it for a couple of years. It's one of my favorite movies. That's in my top 20 list. One of my favorite Pixar movies. And, uh, yeah, it who's ends the, with... Who's the guy that uh, voices the mole man that comes out of the end? Uh, the guy from The Princess Bride. No. Not, yeah, yeah. not Wallace The Sicilian. Sean. No. It sounds exactly like Correct. Him. And incorrect. Oh, wow. Then who is it? It's Gilbert the Godfrey. guy from Cheers. Norm. Oh. oh you're right. It is, uh, it is uh, not Norm. Uh, no, Cliff um, Clavin. Cliff yeah. Clavin. Uh, yeah, Cliff Clavin. Ratzen, like, Ratzenberg. I believe he's Ratzenberger. in every Pixar movie, I believe. He is. He is. He's voiced a character in every single Pixar movie. So that movie. was his cameo for, uh, yeah. as the mole man at the yeah. end of uh, Incredibles. Yeah, no way. Great uh, movie. Great movie. Is that character going to be a major character in Incredibles 2? I don't know. And I don't want to know until I see the movie. I don't want to know that. That's you know, there are certain movies I don't care for spoilers. Yeah, Incredibles. I'd like to see it in the theater. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fresh. I don't want to know right. nothing. I don't want to know. Nothing. Yeah, any Pixar movie. Um, even Pixar movies I didn't really like, like Cars, still worth seeing in the theater and not really knowing anything about it. Like I just trust them. They've you, never made it bad. You movie. don't have to sell me on it right now. You have a pass for me to just go. Please don't spoil it for me. Pixar has never made a bad movie, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Cars but, was, eh, but but Cars, still worth seeing. Still pretty fun. Barely passable, but yeah. passable. Now I know it's not technically a sinkhole film, but Danger Beneath Our Feet, the movie that I loved so much, I saw it in theater twice. Whoa, Tremors, loved it. Couldn't get enough of Tremors. Kevin Bacon, favorite scene, the little girl in the pogo stick going down the middle of the street. <laughs> was that right at the beginning? Must be. Uh, no, it's it's after it's about a third of the way through, probably the beginning of the second act, uh, where they've sort of figured out that there are these creatures underneath, right. swallowing people. They're just and they're all hiding in the general store. Yeah, like okay, nobody walk, right? Nobody do anything, and then you see this eight-year-old girl going by on a pogo stick, doing, 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 <laughs> and and yeah, the entire audience bursts into laughter. It's fantastic. <laughs> are there sinkholes in Dune? Because now I'm just getting onto the whole underground worm burrowing and eating people. Yeah, you know thought process. I mean, I guess that there, there would have to kind of be because those worms just—they're huge. So if Hollywood, oh, so now when we're coming to the conclusion, if Hollywood has taught us anything, <laughs> is that there's not just two ways you can create a sinkhole, but three ways. Well, here's what there's I'm the shifting plates, there's the water intrusion, and then there's the giant <laughs> the manatee giant worms. worms. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, what if um, the worms like vibrate through the sand? And they don't actually create, like, tunnels. Yeah, I'm not so sure about Dune, because they don't leave, leave a big hole behind, like the Tremors yeah. creatures do. 
Like when they come out of the earth, there's a crater left in their wake. Yeah, absolutely. That's them burrowing through the. Uh-huh. Anything else? Any other pop culture references for sinkholes? I'm spent. Yeah, I'm yeah. done. I think that's it. Thank you very much for joining us here on Caustic Soda. May the sinkhole be with you. time on caustic soda dear sirs i am not a crackpot but dear shark namers whoever you are right i like this trend towards i dare you to eat this shit yeah and pay us six dollars also in the news cooking oil made from sewage Where are you going to put that? Oh, my God.